We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's up, Roto Grinders? I'm Stevie TPFL here to do an NFL draft for the second time this year. Uh, my first one was about 30 minutes ago. So I guess it's technically my third one because I did the Scott Fishbowl. Uh, but uh, a lot has changed since I did some research for the Scott Fishbowl. So I'm joined by my buddy Eric Crane. And hey, it's your first draft this year, too, right? Yeah, I mean, this is this is really great. You know, they get the experts on here and the experts have a uh... Well, we've done nothing. We're both sitting here just like, yeah, well, they put us on the show. So we're going to do some drafts. It's going to be fun. And um, for those of you out here, for the sharks of you that are out here, this is really good for you <laughs> because this <laughs> means if you want to join this draft, it's going to be starting up here soon. We hope we need eight more people to start the $25 fast draft with the 30 second clock. And um, if you want to play against Stevie who has done one draft. And if you want to play against me who has done zero drafts, this is there's some good value. There's some good value if you want to jump in right now. And of course, we would love to have you on because, well, Stevie, I don't know about you, but I would actually like to do a draft here. Yeah. So we're like, like Eric said, we're in the $25 um, draft over there waiting for it to fill up. Um, Underdog Fantasy Sports, if you guys haven't checked it out, it's from the minds behind the draft app. Um, NFL Best Ball is a Fun and, you know, set it, forget it type of format. Um, listen, I've done many, many best balls on the draft app. Um, you know, last season, I can't even count how many I did. I did, you know, a couple grand worth of best balls. So, like, I'm just now getting my feet wet with the app and stuff. So, if you haven't checked them out, underdogfantasy.com. The tournament that we're in right now, the $25 best ball mania tournament, has a million-dollar prize pool. With $200,000 to the winner. So make sure you guys are checking this out. Um, it's super awesome. And listen, set it and forget it as my kind of fantasy football season long. Because, uh, Eric, like when the season starts, like I don't have time to like pick people up and stuff. It's funny because every every year we've done best ball. I think this is the third year now. And I, I sit back and I say everything. You know, because I do about five season, normal season longs. And it's just such a whirlwind every time, right? Every single season long, I'm like, okay, I've got waivers Tuesday, and while I've got waivers Wednesday in this league, well, now I've got to respond to this trade request, to that trade request, blah, 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 yada, yada, yada. And it's just, it's, I don't want to call it a headache because I really enjoy it, but it is a lot of work. And I'm kind of like you, give me the set it and forget it stuff to where I don't have to, you know, do all that work. And plus, the nice thing about this is, you can win six figures doing this if you happen to run hot at the end. So, I mean, this, this, I'm with you. This is my kind 
of fantasy. And uh, I'm, gl- I'm glad to be doing it. You know, this is my first best ball show of the year. This is my first best ball draft of the year. So if you guys are wanting to make fun of me, this is the way to do it. This is the time to tune in, to join the show and sit around and say, wow, Crane, you didn't know that Darius Geis got cut? No, I didn't. Wow, Crane, you didn't know that this player or that player has opted out? There's a reasonable chance I don't know that. So, yeah, you guys, there's going to be a lot of value right here if you guys are wanting to join up. So I hope you do. I hope you join up because there is, um, there's got to be some value, boys and girls. we get got seven spots left so make sure you go ahead and hop in so stevie you know you talked about how you're a little underprepared for the nfl this season do you do you think we're getting a season honestly probably why i'm underprepared right like i i am i'm I'm very optimistic that the nfl can run without issues um i feel like the nba has shown us like it's very possible to do i also feel like um major league baseball is in the right direction um i know your cardinals uh rough (laughs) rough rough season like rough rough start to the season for the cardinals but like like did the marlins and the cardinals need to happen like i i know it sounds terrible but like did that need to happen did that make teams like wake up smell the coffee like realize that like you don't need to go to a poker room when you're on the road or you know like so I feel like an NFL season can happen. NASCAR's ran without any issues. Like Jimmy Johnson, he tested positive, and he was back in the race car the week after, um, after two negative tests. Like, and NASCAR is just not letting anyone near the drivers. Um, and then the drivers are doing a great job during the week. And like they've been running for two and a half months now um, with one or two drivers, Spencer Davis in the truck series. He missed a race because of COVID as well. So. But, like, two drivers out of three series, like, for two and a half months, like, it can happen. Like, so I'm very optimistic that the NFL season can happen. I have my – look, Crane, look, I have I have my notes on who oh, opted out. I have, a <laughs> but, diet, I have a diet Coke. No, I, I, I know who opted out, um, like, the voluntary opt-outs and stuff like that. But, like, I think, what, the, the Chargers and the Steelers were the only two teams that didn't have anybody opt out. So – um, I'm going to mess up probably Washington football team a million times this season. Um, but so yeah, like you gotta, you gotta do it like I did. Like I refuse to ever say Redskins on air. So like I'm, I'm in practice here. I just, I call them Washington every time. That's how you had to do it. All right. So I'll just call them Washington too. There you go. Washington. You go. Yep. He's okay. I'm, I'm uh, so six more people like this is the easiest draft you guys are you got two guys that are paying the rake for you guys on this draft so uh we need six more people to join uh i just posted on twitter as well so hopefully we can get this thing rolling here um I Britt retweeted it so you know he you know brits in there like ready to snipe us like just sitting oh yeah there. this is oh, brit probably like dan like this is like guys that have been doing these drafts a lot um are like come on get six more people this is easy money yeah this is the easiest money they are going to have this season. And I, I feel like I'm going to get better. Like eventually I'm going to start diving in to the research, but <laughs> it ain't happened yet, boys and girls. <laughs> like, we're not there yet. So uh, yeah, if you want a little bit of value in your best ball dress, now is the time to do it because Stevie and I, um, yeah. So you got your notes there. I want to hear who are like the opt out guys that really stand out to you. Uh, that really stand out. Like New England had a ton of people, so like obviously, like that whole team, um, they're missing a lot of the defense. So like, um, you know how that defense has been so strong. Like you know, no High Tower, um, no Chung. Um, I think those are big names. Like Brandon Bolden opted out, so like we don't get the Bolden like um, <laughs> two or three touchdown like troll games. So like Brandon those are. Game, yeah. Yeah, those are big ones. I think Damian Williams, like if you were drafting like before the Damian Williams news came out, um, like we're we're seeing like, you know, Edwards go way high. Like his ADP like went insane. Like you you could get Edwards in the Scott Fishbowl in like the eighth, ninth round. And like now like he's going in the first round according to ADP. So I feel like those are the big ones. Um you know, the Dolphins had two wide receivers opt out. That always bumps up another wide receiver. Funchess, um, you know, he signed with Green Bay and then opted out of the season. So, you know, I, I might be missing people. Josh Doxson for the Jets. Uh, Marquise Goodwin for Philadelphia. Um, I think the Philadelphia one 
is somewhat interesting because that makes um is it Rigor, Jalen Rigor? Um, yeah. That makes him a little bit more interesting. He could legit be like a number three behind Jackson and Jeffrey. And those guys get hurt so much that like you really could like move those get move him up even more. So like he's someone um I got him in the draft before this. That's the only reason I knew the whole Philly situation. Yeah, you know, you mentioned Jalen Rager. That was somebody that I think if a non-quarterback wins the rookie of the year, I think it very easily could be Jalen Rager just because he is a guy that, as you said, he's playing for a team where the wide receivers, I mean, when's the last time we saw Alshon Jeffrey and Deshaun Jackson stay healthy? It's been a while. Years. It's Years. Been, it's been a really, oh, yeah. really long time. So I look at a situation like that and I say, why am I not loading up in that spot? And plus, Rager's one of those guys – where they traded up to get him and, you know, they tore that traded up, but they took him before a lot of other people wanted to, you know, a lot of people thought Justin Jefferson should be going there. And when you like a guy that much as Philly did, like they're going to get him the ball. This is a guy yeah. that has big play speed. We know Carson Wentz. He does like to throw it deep. I'm a big fan of Jalen Rager this year. I, I really am. And he's somebody that I'm going to be targeting in best ball. And if you want to target him, in best ball or you want to target one of our guys in best ball or one of your guys when you're playing a guy like stevie and i who maybe aren't a little bit unprepared you better do it quick because oh no we're full stevie we're full yeah we well, got the draft started i will yeah. say like one of the sacks that i i think that i'm I'll, I'll probably end up getting a bunch of in best ball this year is probably like josh allen digs like digs going to buffalo gives josh allen like a legit threat and like Singletary at running back there. Like, I, I think Buffalo's like an interesting stack. Like, I just got done talking about like New England's defense is going to be a little bit worse this year. Like, Buffalo could win that division. Um, and like, that's crazy to think about, but um, they're like head choppers in this draft, DBs in this draft. Like, we knew it was coming. Um, so we definitely knew it was coming. You know, you have what you have pick number seven, pick number seven. Uh, for anybody that doesn't know, Crane's name on there. His wife don't know. Um, <laughs> uh, does that mean you have the notifications turned off too? <laughs> oh yeah, the notifications are off. You know, you're on the other side of the bed saying, "Okay, you know, no, I'm just, I'm over here playing Sudoku. I'm definitely not doing another fantasy draft." So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so McCaffrey went number one here. Like, that's not a shocker, right? Like, he's the clear cut number one guy. If you take anybody other than Christian McCaffrey number one, you suck. Like, you just suck. There's no way you should be doing that. Yeah, CMC, and then it goes Saquon, Zeke. I mean, I feel like where I'm drafting is kind of the pivot point for a lot of people because that's where, right. you know, Michael Thomas is going to be available. And, of course, he's going to once again see all the volume in New Orleans. You know, I, you know, Clive Edwards-Hilaire might get there. Um, DB, I don't know. DB will probably snipe somebody. Have you? What did you think about this Alvin Kamara thing, finding out that last year – he played with a serious knee injury. I mean, to me, that moves him up the draft boards a little bit. Yeah, he just got picked right in front of you. I think he's he's someone that, like, if you want to be different and not take, like, Cook or Elliott, I think you could take Kamara three. We were taking Kamara three and two at some points last year. So, like, if we know and we think he's going to be healthy, I think he's certainly someone you can, you know, take here. So, um, I guess I'm going to be the first one to take a wide receiver here. I'm not going to pass on Michael Thomas. Um, I considered him with my pick. I, and I, you know, I pass on Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, which I know is not the that is not the cool thing to do right now. You know, everybody wants Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, but I took Joe Mixon. Like, you know, in that offense, which their defense is just absolutely atrocious, and you know they're going to have to be throwing a lot. And Joe Mixon's somebody that they finally discovered later in the year can hey he can catch passes. Who would have thunk it? And um, I'm big on Joe Mixon this year. I really am, which is such a depressing thing to say out loud because last year he cost me a bleeping buttload. But um, yeah, see, like I was high on him last year, so like I feel like maybe I'm a year early on him. Um, but like we are, we're on pick twelve, and there's only been one wide receiver taken. So like that's obviously super different than years past. Uh, Josh four twenty five up here now. Josh four twenty five. Fun fact: he's on the Rotor Grinders esports team. So. Um, Wait, we have an esports team? Yes, man. We have a Counter Strike team. Where have you been? Like, hey, dude, I've, I haven't been doing shows. I've done like two shows in five months. <laughs> I play on that team, Crane. That's the only reason I know. <laughs> okay, so wait, hold on. Tell me about the Rotors. Yeah, sorry, here. So we're going to do this basketball show. Tell me about the Roto Grinders Counter Strike team. You can check out uh, the Roto Grinders esports stuff with the 
um, secondary package here at oh. Roto Grinders, and oh. um, look at, look at you know, that. there's there's great great content in there. Uh, but you no, know, we 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 made a Counter Strike team um, during the pandemic and um, did played. You, did you get it funded by Cam and Cal? It, it like it cost five dollars a person to join the league, so like it so wasn't did funded you get by anyone. Funded or not? I should have got it funded, right? Like maybe I should have. <laughs> Oh, so here's the other guy that I really love this year. Um, it's DeAndre Hopkins. So, like, I'm taking him with my second pick. I love Hopkins. I think um, with Murray throwing to Hopkins, Hopkins going to have – he might lead the league in targets. So, like, I, I have Thomas and Hopkins here. Um, I might have the two guys that lead the league in targets. Um, so, I like I like where this team started. But, uh, yeah, we, we joined the league, Crane. Like, we went 7-9, and nine, um, which isn't great, but it's not terrible, right? I mean, I wish some of the teams that I played when I was uh, playing my esports did that well. <laughs> All my teams lose when I play esports. I'm the worst esports player ever, man. Um, I, so, I, I took Austin Eckler, and I want yeah. I want to talk a little bit about Austin Eckler because obviously Melvin Gordon he gone. You know, there's some talk about well, you know, maybe um, you know the backup running back whose name is escaping me right now. He's going to take some carries. I cannot get this picture I saw of Austin Eckler out of my head. Did you did you happen to see the social media post of what what Austin Eckler looks like now? I just liked I liked his Instagram post about like how why we should draft him in fantasy. Like how well, he, I, I didn't see that. I just saw. Oh that yeah. He like he's built like a circle because he has so many muscles. It's incredible. <laughs> so everybody else has been watching Netflix and he's been uh, working out during the pandemic. I mean, he's been doing more than I've been doing. That's for damn sure. Have you put have you put on weight since the pandemic started? I have not. We we walk a lot. Um, I I have a kid. I walk a lot too, but it's it, it ain't been good over here for your boy Stevie. It my um, I'm not sure I can eight, put in those minutes again on the basketball court. <laughs> my eight year old um has found like this interest of like cooking. So like we cook with her like every night. So like we make a little bit healthier stuff. So it's good. Um, but you're the, his backup is Justin Jackson, which is an interesting later round target. Um, yeah. and then Joshua, Joshua Kelly, I think it's who they brought in. Right. Um, to be like the third guy. It's so like, Justin Jackson's a nice change of pace back. All right. Mm -hmm. Josh Kelly don't know anything about him, but he's no Austin Eckler. Austin Eckler was a guy that we saw last year when he was the man, he was the number one running back in football early on. And nobody, why? I, I don't understand why nobody's like excited about Austin Eckler. Getting him in the second round seems like an absolute steal to me. And again, I'm underprepared for this, so I could just be talking out of my, you know what? It just seems like a steal, though, Stevie. It really does. No, I like I like that pick a lot. Um, like, when does he come out of the game? When he's tired? When he's like like he needs a breather? Like he's a guy that can be your third down back because he can catch the ball out of the backfield. Um, you know, he can run inside the tackles. He's proved that last year. So like I like the Eckler love. Um listen, we're we're over here underprepared and we're 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 hyping up Austin Heckler. So Heckler, <laughs> not Eckler. Um so but yeah, like his his uh his his thing about like why we should pick him. You took my guy. I was hoping I was really hoping that I was gonna get the three like absolute studs that I wanted at wide receiver. Um Mr. Galladay was not getting past me. So like I'm gonna go I'm gonna go with a noodle arm throwing Mike Evans to football this year. That's my big worry with him, man. Like I, uh, I it was between Evans and Galladay for me, and I was looking at it. And I was just sitting around here like, how much do we trust Tom Brady? Because, look, a lot of us watch a lot of football. And yeah. we've been saying Tom Brady has a noodle on for two years. My kid is finally learning to throw. I think he throws it stronger than Tom Brady does. I really do. So how much do we trust this Tampa offense? Because I, I want to keep a few things in mind. Yes, I know that Bruce Arians wants to throw it a lot. But this defense, low-key, by the way, is a very good defense. Like, especially against the run. This defense is phenomenal. Last year, you did not take running backs against Tampa, and they're bringing back pretty much everybody. And so, are they one, are they really going to throw that much? Two, if they do throw a lot, I, you want to hear a contrarian take, Stevie? You want to hear something? I'm, I'm, I'm waiting. I'm not so sure that Tampa is getting an upgrade at quarterback. Oh, I, I listen. Like, if you're if you're talking about like maybe one year, like it's a question mark. But like, if you're talking about like 
Winston is not bad. And like, he's a Florida state guy. I'm not a huge Jameis Winston fan in general, but as far as like an NFL quarterback go, like, give me a guy like Winston. That's going to chuck it. Like I- I'm in with that. Yeah, um, I, and I, I especially really, in Arians offense, like, yeah, I don't we, know. We really think Brady's going to be doing that in play. You know, he's going to manage games. That's what he's going to do. He's going to win football was, games. And he was never somebody unless tell us he had Randy Moss 10 years ago that threw outside the numbers a lot. He focused on Julian Edelman and Rob Gronkowski in the slot. Now Gronk is a piece where I, you know, it's, Gronk is going to be a tournament play every every week because he's not going to be too expensive. They're going All right, to I, every single red zone. Pack. I can't decide if I want Mark Andrews or Fournette. I mean, wow, you're just going to lose, huh? Yeah, I'm going to go. <laughs> I'm going to go. I'm going to go Fournette. Oh, 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 Stevie, no. I know. I hate. I hate playing him too. <laughs> like, Oh, I, I I said before I said that before the show um, to Eric and uh, our producer Devin I was like maybe no research this is probably be like the the best team that I have um, because <laughs> it'd be a bunch of guys that like I picked because I haven't really put a lot of thought process into it yet. But... I, I love it because somebody I mean, do you have the YouTube chat up? Yeah, I can okay. pull it up. Okay, well, here and I just gotta say because somebody a couple minutes ago said I bet one of these RG guys take Fournette. <laughs> <laughs> really? Young, come on down, baby. Like I didn't <laughs> listen. I didn't want to, for what it's worth. I did not. Um, okay, uh, I, grabbed, I, did not. I grabbed DJ Moore after that, and I was stunned that you were tanking on Andrews or or uh, Fournette because DJ Moore. Well, I, I already have three really stud wide receivers, well, okay. so I, I want and they're and I've already spread out their bye weeks. So like I was looking to go running back tight end there. Oh, see, I I have not even here. Let's see what what. Oh, I'm getting a phone call. Decline that. Let's see my bye. Hey, I spread out my bye weeks too. As a complete- oh, and like if you guys haven't checked this app out yet, so really quick, I'll just give you guys some insights on the app. So if you click your name, you could pull up your whole roster. You could see your bye weeks, and they also have this thing called board, and you could see like what every team has picked so far. Ooh, um, like an old traditional like draft board. Um, so that's super cool too. So if you haven't checked out Underdog Fantasy yet, um, check that out. Like those are two cool things. Um, that they've kind of added here, you know, since, you know, like I said, they are the makers of the draft app. So they've definitely tried to improve on what the old draft app was like. You know, you were talking, you were talking for now. There's some people speculating he's going to get cut before the year. It's possible. Like, listen, I, I didn't want to pick him. I mean, it's, we said that we were going to be the value. I think you might be the value. I am the value. You're welcome. Like, I appreciate you. Like, there are people I'm not going to take. Like, DeAndre Swift, no thank you. Raheem Mostert, I'm not going to do that. Um, you just don't know who – you don't know who the guys are going to be. Akers is super interesting. You know, I've heard a lot of good things about him, like, potentially being the guy um, for the Rams this year. So, he's super interesting. You know, I'm going to go ahead and draft – because you want upside, obviously. I'm going to go ahead and draft Marquise Brown. Um, again, he's somebody that – if he's scoring for me every week, there's an, there's an issue, but he's somebody who, when you're looking at breakout ages, when you're looking at just young talent in an offense that I know that it's a running offense, but it's still an explosive offense. He could very easily have five or six weeks where he just wins the week for you. And that's the kind of guy you look at. I mean, you look at my team, DJ Moore, Marquise Brown, Kenny Galladay, three guys that are wildly explosive and three guys that can really put up week winning scores, any given week and you look at Moore and Brown two guys entering their third and their second year and these are two guys that a lot of the advanced analytics when you're looking at breakout ages with wide receivers when you're looking at offenses that can be explosive I understand that the Carolina offense we don't necessarily think of it as explosive but that defense is terrible that defense Stevie is like you know uh, those basketball teams trying to guard you and I with our pick and roll baby like they ain't going to be stopping it Carolina ain't going to be stopping anybody. So I want exposure to these offenses with terrible defenses. And DJ Moore fits that bill. So here, this guy just took Singletary. I was totally going to do a Buffalo stack. That kind of stinks. Um, <laughs> um, so can we can we really quickly talk about, like, Houston? Um, like, we know Nuke, like, traded away. Yeah. But, like, so we have – it's such an interesting – 
like concept is like the wide receivers go like you have Will Fuller who can't stay healthy, but when he is healthy, he's really good. Brendan Cooks, who is more of like, you know, run, run straight and outrun everybody. But then you have like Randall Cobb and Darren Fells. Like, is Darren Fells going to have like this monster, like target catch season just no, because I, they don't really I, have like an underneath guy? No, I think Randall Cobb's that guy. Randall Cobb's somebody I, I genuinely thought when I watched him last year, he still had some left in the tank. And maybe that's just me, you know, being nostalgic because Randall Cobb's been good to me over his career. But I look at him and he does not seem quite as slow and quite as old as what people want him to be. That's my pick. Speedy, I don't know who to pick, buddy. I, <laughs> I took Acres. Like, I honestly, I was really, I was going to work on a um, Buffalo stack, but I was going to take Acres. You did this. You know, I'm, I'm going to take a quarterback that could very easily be the number one quarterback in football. I hope he throws it to Hopkins a bunch because I picked him. So we should, we should talk about Hopkins. And somebody brought this up in the chat earlier. How much in when I first saw this trade, I said to myself the exact same thing you did. I said Hopkins might be number one wide receiver this year. He might just be the guy. I am a little bit worried about the history of stud wide receivers changing teams. I'm also worried because Arizona, that offense, I know they throw a ton, but they don't really support the volume of any number one receiver. You know, you're not going to see DeAndre Hopkins, who was getting 15, 16 targets some week last time. That doesn't happen in Cliff Kingsbury's um, offense. You're going to have Christian Kirk still involved. Kenyon Drake's going to be getting a lot, a lot of underneath stuff. Larry Fitzgerald is defying all logic and is still going. I mean, and Andy Isabella, by the way, might be a thing this week, this year as well. So this is an offense where as much as I like DeAndre Hopkins, the player, and as much as I like this volume last year, I'm not sure we see that same kind of volume. Plus, no rapport between him and Kyler Murray. Like, I, I, I do have a few concerns, and I'm not saying that I'm not going to have him at all. I'm not saying that I'm totally fading him. But I have more concerns than I did when I, than I thought I would whenever this trade happened. Yeah, see, like, does it open up things for Christian Kirk to be the guy? Um, like – like a Will Fuller type of role, like what we saw. So does Arizona change their offense a little bit too? Because they do have a guy like Hopkins, but like Kenyon Drake looked good last year. Like yeah. they can move the football. Kyler Murray can move the football. Like, you know, I, I it, it's tough, but how do you, how do you go out and get a guy like Hopkins and not use a ton of them? Well, I mean, they got him for free, basically, you know, they got him for the corpse of David Johnson. Yeah. <laughs> I just, I'm just not so sure that it's as much of a slam dunk as other people think it is. Um, you know, I don't have a tight end yet, so I don't know. Let's see. Okay. Look at, look at old head chopper stacking those wide receivers way up over here. Um, he has Zeke and Connor, and then he has Goodwin or Godwin, Cup, Sutton, Cooks, and uh, Landry. That's a lot of that's a lot of upside right there. Oh, are they going to let me get uh, my boy Darren the Baller Waller? They are. Somebody took Evan yeah. Ingram in front of Waller, and I at this point with Ingram, I have very legitimate concerns for the rest of his career because guys they just do not suffer injuries like that as often as he has early in his career, and come back like. This Ingram's a guy, and I know DB just took, or no, somebody else that just took him. I am genuinely concerned about Ingram moving forward. No, no, yeah. I'm the only one. No, like I hear you. Um, Who would you rather have though, Waller or Ingram this year? Waller. I don't even think it's close. Like, but Waller would, has shown the ability to just like dominate in the red zone too, and like you know when you're when you're looking at Derek Carr, like he's still like. He it's Trell Williams. They have rugs there. They got Renfro, but like it's still Waller in the red zone, right? Like nothing's changed for Oakland or Las Vegas. Um, like it's <laughs> still gonna be. How are you gonna make that mistake this year? I know I'm gonna make <laughs> probably <it all>. a <laughs> bunch. <laughs> but like I don't know. I, it, it's still to me like it's still gonna be Waller in the red zone, and like I want touchdowns from tight ends, especially in a best ball format. So um, it's hard to argue with like Waller against really anybody besides maybe like Kelsey and Ertz, right. Or Kittle, like, you know, yeah, you, yeah. it wouldn't shock me if Waller is a top five tight end this year. No, I, I think I would rather have him over Ingram. You know, those other guys, Kittle, Kelsey, Ertz. I think Ertz is close because look, eventually Dallas Goddard, 
I mean, they're going to get hit. We've seen it last, we saw it last year that he just got him more and more involved. And Ertz, I, I like Ertz. I, I feel like I should like Zach Ertz more than I do. You know, you, you have those guys where you're just like, yeah, I love this guy. And other people are like, well, okay, he's fine. I, I feel like I'm the opposite of that. I feel like Zach Ertz is somebody that I should like more than I actually do. But I think that Darren Waller could very easily pass him up this year. All right, I'm going to take James White. Um, the situation okay. is super – like, you have no idea what to expect from the Patriots this year, right? Like, you know, not only – like, not only is, like, Sonny Michelle banged up, might not start the season – but like they're they're missing a bunch of people on the defense. Like Crane was talking about, like you know, it's it's just one of those situations where the Patriots defense might not be good this year, and we have no idea what to expect from like Cam Newton. So James White might turn into a guy that like plays a lot this year, um, as long as he actually, doesn't lose him and Burkhead. Yeah, there there was actually a report where they're playing him at wide receiver a little bit in practice. Um, so you might even yeah. get a little bit more James White. So even if he's not lining up in the backfield, he's somebody that could even get more snaps as a wide receiver. And of course, running backs outscore wide receivers. I don't want to say that. It would not stun me if he took over that Julian Edelman role, which I know is kind of weird to say. That would not shock me. So we're getting up into the draft now where like people this are really starting. I are really going to screw up. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. But like, do. Do you trust do you trust like Peterson at all? Adrian no. Peterson? No. Like, or do you try to go and get like Antonio Gibson or JD McKisnick um with the news that Geis has released? My my problem with that is that if an offense Antonio, is terrible. And, and this is, you, know, <laughs> you what? I said the offense is terrible. That's the problem. Well, that, that is certainly an issue, but another issue is there are guys that have been doing these drafts for over a month now. And when you've been doing these drafts for over a month, people have been getting Antonio Gibson in the, you know, in the 13th, yep. 14th, 15th round. If you want to win one of these things, if an Antonio Gibson team is the one that wins it, I think you're going to struggle if you're taking him in the seventh or eighth round. So if I was, if look, if this was a normal, just 10 man kind of finish top three, you win money kind of league. All right. Yeah, sure. You take him then, but in a tournament where you're trying to meet, beat a million people, when you know that he's somebody that has been drafted way later than where he's going now, you know, you're buying at the peak, you're not buying at the dip and it's awfully tough to win that way. Yeah, for sure. Um, I think that, you know, when you're doing best balls, you have to have a different strategy for each contest that you're doing. Um, your contest for the 25 might be different than the contest for the $5. And they're both different from like what Crane was talking about those 10 mans or, 12 man drafts, um, you know, like I, I'm in a few of those. So I can't, I can't technically say I haven't done a bunch of best balls. I haven't done one. Like I think the farthest one that I'm in right now is like round four. So like, you know, I, I have no idea what to expect in these later rounds. Um, this is where you guys are going to crush us, but yeah, this is going to get ugly. I like congratulations. You know, I know some people are in the chat. They're playing right now with us. Um, we saw, you know, Blake Pat fake plastic in there he says e he's eagles he's in here um you're welcome like that's why we do these drafts right like you guys yeah, talk all the smack guys. now week 14 uh my team no <laughs> so right. like I'm gonna, here i'm gonna take somebody right now that i actually almost took with my last pick so i'm obviously very i happy. like that pick I, li I like you know rugs because not look i understand he's going to have a lot of very bad weeks but in a best ball format where you're only looking for three or four week winning weeks this late in the draft, I think rugs makes a ton of sense. And at some point, and I know this isn't popular because people, everybody had CD lamb ahead of him. Everybody had Jerry Judy in front of him. At some point though, you have to respect the draft capital that the Raiders have put into taking a guy like Ruggs. So for me, I think it makes a ton of sense to grab him. I don't really understand why he's going as late as he is because He's a big play threat. You know they're going to get him the rock. They're talking about playing him in the slot a little bit even. And so I, I, I don't understand why Ruggs goes this late. I really don't. Like, I really almost took him in the round before. I just took uh, third string running back. So, Yeah. Hey, Darius Geis is still available. No, I took uh, I took Keyshawn Vaughn. Uh, so I don't trust LaShawn McCoy whatsoever. And we've seen – 
Brady liked to have guys like James White for years now. So I think like a guy like Keyshawn Vaughn who can catch the ball in the backfield um, is an interesting pick in this type of format. Like I'm I'm chasing ceiling. Um, so like he's a guy that I like here. So I think that's a, I think that's a phenomenal pick because if, if he whoa ends- I went from Fournette to phenomenal. I like where I'm going with this draft, Crane. I mean, there was nowhere to go but up after. That. I'm going Gronkowski here. What do you think about that pick? I mean, <laughs> you know, anybody who's older than us, buddy, you got to take. Play twenty plays a play twenty plays a game and just play in the red zone. That's all Gronk needs to do. <laughs> he just got taken. Sony Michelle. All right. Well, he's probably going to start the year on the pup list. So I'm not yeah, he's that. not looking good to play the start no. of the season. You know, this is a guy that I'm about to take that is certainly an upside pick, and they just drafted a replacement for him. But I still believe in the talent if he's able to play, and that's Carryon Johnson. I know yeah. he's injury prone. But what are we in the tenth round? In the tenth round, if I get, you know, six or seven carry on Johnson starts, I'm thrilled with that. You know, and plus I spent two early picks on running backs. So if I'm having to rely on carry on Johnson, I'm pretty screwed. <laughs> so I don't know. I, I like like I know that they just drafted a running back, but you know, there's reportedly a lot of talk up there about the running back just struggling in some pass protection stuff. Why isn't carry on Johnson more than, more than a thing? All right, so really quick, um, I like I like the Johnson pick. I like DB's pick there, uh, Mike Williams. Um, that's a that's a great pick. Um, you know, obviously, like Tyrod Taylor uh, at quarterback, we have no we have really no idea what to expect. And another reason that I like Eckler so much is Tyrod Taylor on the move. Um, you know, Eckler could get targets just because like Tyrod Taylor is trying to get out of trouble. So. Um, you know, just being honest, like we have no, we really don't know what to expect on Tyrod Taylor. The last time we saw him was two years ago, three years ago. So like, we don't know what we're getting into with Tyrod Taylor in this offense. So I like how, the Mike how, Williams. How pick. do you think he actually starts? I think he starts a good majority of the season. Yeah. If they're winning, if they're losing. If they're winning, yeah. 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 Like if they're losing, why not, you know, bring in Justin Herbert, but like if they're winning, why why change it up so and and like i always feel like coaches and organizations want their like young draft pick quarterbacks to sit on the bench this season like how bad was hoskins last year when he got thrown into the mix like we don't know if he's this bad for what it's worth but he was really bad getting thrown in the mix last year and like we could say that about 15 quarterbacks over the last five years that were supposed to be great and get thrown into the mix and just they look awful. Yeah, speaking of looking awful, are you, have you looked at the draft board lately? I am. I see a lot of quarterbacks here, and it's still um, still quarterback season here, it looks like. Yeah, that's, that's a problem for me because I have no idea who I'm going to pick. Like, well, I, I, have, I, have, I have my quarterback already. I have Josh Allen. I did get my Josh Allen dig stack that I really like. Um, so, for me, like, I typically only draft two quarterbacks because I'm just chasing ceiling here. Um, and if both of my quarterbacks get hurt, like I'm screwed anyway. So I went ahead and grabbed Stafford just so I, and I already have Kyler Murray, but I want to be able to pair Stafford with Kenny Galladay just for some upside, you know, when it hits, I want it to hit hard. And I, again, I like Kyler a ton. That's not a, somebody who I'm going to say, I want, I want, I'm going to have him instead of Kyler Murray start. That would be bad for me. I'm, I kind of, I used to do the two quarterback thing. I've kind of started going toward the three quarterback thing. The more I thought about it in the off season, just because you, you know, there are such high ceilings with some of these guys and I struggle, you know, with a guy like Kyler, maybe I shouldn't be taking three quarterbacks when I use a draft pick early, maybe I should just be taking two, but I also want to make sure I have some stacks for the later rounds in case I need that kind of upside. So who do you think is going to take Darius guys? Who's going to time out? Who's going to time out? That's whoever's going to take him. I took Manny Sanders, like Emmanuel Sanders, if healthy, could legit be the number two guy in New Orleans. Um, so I, I like uh, – listen, I thought we were going to be at a little disadvantage, and I still feel like we are at a little disadvantage. But, like, little? we're in the – I got Emmanuel Sanders in the 11th round late, like, at a potential wide receiver two. Like, I don't hate that. I think it's fine. I really I, – I, I, I think I might be more prepared than I thought. There is a guy that's on the draft board right now that I go in two picks, like – 
Like, I will be super happy if I get Preston Williams. Uh, you know, Miami's running wide yeah. receiver situation is, like, is questionable at best. Um, and, and, like, this guy, De- Devontae Parker, I- I've been saying it for years, I do think Devontae Parker is good. Um, like, I'm a Dolphins fan, so, like, I'm biased. But, like, Preston Williams showed a lot. Uh, so, like, I'm going to take... Did he get picked right in front of me? No, McNeil here, Harry did. So I'm going to take Williams here. I'm going to leave a quarterback on the board still. I think there's plenty of options. Um, but it, it gets really ugly really quick down here. Yeah. Oh, I know. I'm looking. really quick. You yeah. you want you want me to tell you who I think you should pick? I think you should pick Justin Jackson. Uh, I I don't know. I don't like handcuffing. I don't like handcuffing. You don't like handcuffing? Yeah. <laughs> no. You know who I'm going to take? I'm going to take a guy who I took everywhere last year. And maybe I get some upside. I'm going to take Alexander Madison. Maybe it's too early. I get it. But if something happens to Dalvin Cook, which obviously isn't out of the realm of possibility, Alexander Madison is a league winner. And do we do we expect really like any running back to play every game? Like you know, we, no. we I I don't ever draft. I typically don't draft running backs heavy like in these best balls because like I I feel like wide receivers still have a better chance um, to outscore running backs in these things. So. Um, oh, and really quick, someone in chat, uh, Bubs Mc, McRoon was like, why are people so low on Hopkins changing teams but high on Diggs changing teams? Hey, listen, I have both of those guys, so I guess I'm high on both of them. So. <laughs> I, 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 have, I have concerns about Diggs moving to Allen, too. Um, but, hey, I, it's still a talented wide receiver with big playoff side, and he's playing with a guy that loves to chuck it. I get it. Like it. I made the same case for John Brown. John Brown last year was my highest owned best ball guy. I, 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 he was easily the guy I own more. I'm sorry, him and Raquel Armstead, which very clearly worked out great. Mine was McNeil Harry. So, yeah. Oh, ouch. Yeah. So, guys, but like it was talk. like 13, 14, 15th round. It just, he was my highest owned guy because yeah. I got him so late. Yeah. Armstead was my 17th round pick every single one last year and every single one of the up in my face. Um, yeah, Justin. Maybe Justin Jackson will still be there. Do I don't think mind that, that Damian Harris pick just now. No, you know, and I considered him as well. I just don't. <laughs> they brought in Lamar Miller. Like they, that's who they brought in this week. Like, I guess I know a little bit more about the news than I. That's how bad that t- that running game is. <laughs> is they brought in Lamar Miller and everybody's like, well, he's going to be the starter. Like that's how bad they are. Yeah, like Damian Harris could easily start. Burkhead could start. Like you have no idea what to expect. James White could start. I don't think we're going to know week in and week out who's going to start. I think it's going to drive us crazy every single week. Like what's your thoughts? Because we are getting more into quarterbacks here. What are your thoughts with like uh, Burrow and some of these other guys? Like I have Tua in the Scott Fishbowl. Got him really late though as like a fourth quarterback. What are your thoughts on like these young quarterbacks? Um, Tua – I, you know, he just doesn't have a lot of rushing upside, which always concerns me. Burrow sneakily has a lot of rushing upside, which obviously I do like. Um, I want Baker. Um, Burrow's really the only one that I'm interested in. You know, Justin Herbert, obviously not going to start the year starting, and um, that's just not something I'm interested in doing. You know, I'm, I'm actually considering him right now. I'm considering both Burrow and somebody else, but it's just difficult for me to do that. So instead... I am going to take – oh, no, is he gone? Oh, no, I was so excited to take somebody, and he is just – he gone. Uh, ba, 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 ba. Who were you um, on? We you on Edmonds? No, I wanted – um, I'll take Blake Jarwin, whatever. Oh, that's my guy. I wanted Jarwin. Oh, you yeah. took my oh, guy. Yeah. See, this, that's what's so brutal about this. He's a whatever pick for me, and Stevie's like, no. I was waiting. Like, he – like, I don't know. They got – they have options, but I really uh, wanted. Uh, I really wanted Ian Thomas. All right, listen. I'm gonna take. <laughs> I'm gonna. I'm gonna take Cam Newton. Um, oh, as a quarterback. I have Allen already, but I feel like if I need ceiling, Cam Newton like has ceiling. Like, what is Belichick gonna do with Cam Newton? Is he gonna let him run a hundred yards a game? Like, what? What are we? Cam can't do that, dude. But he... like, does that help Cam though? Like, is he gonna be more in like a throwing role and not more as like? Can't. Which he, he also can't do. <laughs> yeah, listen, do we know though? <laughs> yes, yes. I mean, how many years do we have to watch Cam Newton throw it to the other team? 
And, and, you know, it, and I understand I'm sitting here saying, no, I like Jameis. But I, I, I really do think that if Jameis I, – I screamed this on the XM show for months that I felt like if Jameis went to the Patriots, he was going to get coached up to a level where I think Jameis could have been an all-pro – like borderline Hall of Fame quarterback. I am that into Jameis Winston. If he would go somewhere, he would get coached up. Now, obviously, in New Orleans. I was going to say, he he went somewhere he could exactly, get coached up. Exactly. Yeah. But he's, uh, he's, you know, had he gone to New England, he would have played this year, I think. I'm going to take, I'm going to take Darion Evans here. Like, he's legitimately the number two for Tennessee, right? I don't know. I don't uh, know. <laughs> yeah, like, I'm pretty sure he's behind Henry. I don't think it's Dawkins, but um, I'm going to take Evans. Like, Third round pick, like Appalachian State. I remember him from college football a little bit, but yeah, I don't know. Uh, I, I could be wrong. I could be talking out of my butt, but uh, yeah, <laughs> who knows? Uh, who was that? Hmm? Who was just picked? I don't know. Did I, I miss something? I, I'm not paying attention. I'm Jace, Jace Sternberger. That's a tight end. Green right? Bay tight end. Yeah. Um. You see, I would have never known. I didn't know he's the starting tight end for Green you know Bay. What? There you go. Maybe, just maybe, he has something left in the tank. No, bad pick. You don't like Shady? No, I already said that. I took his backup. I took the third string guy because I don't like Shady. Maybe he has something left in the tank. Do I love him? No. Hey, maybe Tom Brady has something left in the tank, too. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you were talking about they like to check down. Like, LaShawn McCoy is just an older version of James White, isn't he? they might be the same age somebody looked it up who's older james white or LaShawn mccoy i genuinely do not know so what what do you because i don't know if i'll get back to this or not um i I highly doubt it um what's your thoughts on drafting antonio brown i almost did it right there yeah like you know unfortunately if he's there when he gets back i'll probably take him for what it's worth so i think that's fine especially when you consider the upside he has. The problem is you're basically foregoing six to eight weeks of play. But that's a lot of your bye weeks for your top end guys are in that like, like here, here I'm looking at it. Like Evans is 13. Hopkins is eight. Diggs is 11. Um, Like all New Orleans is six. So you're kind of giving, you're, you're not helping there, but like if you're getting like, when, where's the right time to pick Antonio Brown? 15th, 16th round. Like yeah, I mean, I, I I'm not taking him, Antonio Brown in like the 12th. No, and, and I'm going to let you know that he's not going to get back to you. No, that's fine. <laughs> I, just keeping it 100, kiddo. Um, no, I just I, I just feel like it's a good conversation to have. Like, when is the right time to take Antonio Brown? You know, if you are – I think if you're wide receiver heavy, I actually think that's a better time to take him because then you can really kind of, you know, handle those early weeks of him not playing. Like, my team – here, let's see. Who's on my team? Like I've got Kenny Galladay. I need another tight end. Round Debo and Henry Ruggs. That's not the best wide receiver core I've ever heard of. But hey, big time upside. But you look at Antonio Brown. He could be somebody that wins you a tournament. There goes Raquel Armstead. Who, um, yeah, everybody, everybody on Raquel a little bit. Uh, oh, there goes Antonio. I got. Oh no, that was Lavisca Chenault. All right, I'll take Antonio Brown. Why not? I was gonna take him too. So like, yeah, I, maybe we're crazy, but like, we probably are. I mean, we're taking him, you know, before guys that are actually in the league. Does that make us crazy? <laughs> you know, Antonio Brown, he's still, he's not in the NFL right now. That is a concern, oh. you know. And some of these, but who are these other guys? Like John Ross, I'm not going to mess with, um, you know, especially with AJ Green returning. Denzel. Tyler Eifert, baby, let's go. Wow. Speaking of guys that are barely in the NFL. He's going to be uh, – the the weeks that he plays, um, that he's not hurt, like he's going to be decent in Jacksonville. Yeah. Like he'll be the number one guy there. I mean, I get it. That's just – you know, he's just unexciting. You know, maybe a guy – Listen, would you, have taken, would you have taken him or Jack Doyle? Like I think that was the conversation there, and I took – I just – I like the upside for Eifert when he's healthy. Probably Jack Doyle. I think Jack Doyle's a better pick, but hey, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> hey, OJ Howard's still on the board. He is. So is Jimmy Graham. Like, <laughs> oh man, it's crazy. Like how how like five five to like six years makes such a huge difference in like these drafts. Um, like 
five years ago, six years ago, Jimmy Graham, like first, second round pick. And now like we're in round 16 and we're like, <laughs> Jimmy Graham, <laughs> Jordan Reed's still on the board. Too. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We call it, we call this the, uh, the range of nothing, the range of hell. Like, I don't even know if I want another running back. I might just go with what I have at running back and just continue to load up on wide receiver here. Five running backs is, I think, I think about the number five to six running backs because you only have to start two of them. Um, the problem yeah. with your running backs, though, is that they suck. They are. They're terrible. Yeah, but I, I thought my range was bad, but I yeah. think of you who are just listening, Fournette, Anchors, White, Vaughn, Evans. I don't know. Who I that need is. I need those like five guys just to piece together a couple touchdowns every week. <laughs> yeah, that's it. No big deal. Um, oh, I'm gonna take but, Terrell Williams. I feel like it's such a bad pick, but like he is the number one guy still, right? Like I'm not crazy. Like he's still no, wide Ruggs, receiver Ruggs, one. Ruggs, I mean, he's like the fourth option on his own team because there's rugs. There's, yeah, um, but he has those like sixty-yard touchdowns, like three or four times a year. And in the sixteenth round, I'll take that. Yeah, I, I get it. I under, I understand why you would do that. Um, Listen, now, it was him or it was him or uh, Sanu. Like, and I just I couldn't take Sanu there. What the goat? Mo Sanu? What do you mean you can't take Mo Sanu? He's the greatest one ever. Did, was he on like your Million Maker team or something? He like, was. He was. okay, I was gonna say that the only reason you would ever call Sanu the goat is if he's won you a bunch of money. You know, he's not the guy who's – you know who has actually won me the most money of anybody? Theo Riddick. Okay, I'm listening. Who? Theo Riddick. Oh. My two best days ever, he was on both teams. A year apart. All right, well, we're going to finish out this draft. We have a ton of stuff coming up with baseball and basketball. So, like, me and Crane are going to finish up this draft um, off air. Um, you guys can enjoy – taking advantage of our 17th and 18th round pick uh, because they're likely going to be guys that uh, we have no clues. So, uh, Eric, any final thoughts before we get out of here? Yeah, I mean, you really need to work on your running back selection and um, go LaShawn McCoy, I guess. I, I do. Um, but, listen, it is what it is, right? So, uh, up next, 2 o'clock, we have Dean, Genie for 07, and Squirrel Patrol talking basketball and baseball, uh, five-game slate. So make sure you guys hit the like button over there on YouTube. Also, check out Underdog Fantasy. Um, free money for me. I'm going to be doing drafts now like crazy because now I'm in the itch to I know play some. Like, yeah, so, <laughs> like, that's what these shows do to us. So uh, that's going to wrap it up here for the Underdog Fantasy Best Ball Show. Hope you guys enjoyed, and we'll uh, see you next time.